Welcome to the Elevate Podcast. I'm your host and coach, Tyler Johnson. Thank you for tuning in. If you are a return listener, I'd be grateful for your rating or review. And if you dig this episode, give us a like or share. And now, whether you've tuned in to elevate your mindset, your game, or just your day, you are in the right place. Episode 71. We are getting up there. And my guest this episode is a certified mental performance coach at her company, CM Mental Performance, where she strives to help athletes master their mindset so they can master their craft. You can follow her on Instagram at CM underscore mental performance. Welcome to the Elevate Podcast, Carly Musser. are you today? I'm great. How are you? I am fantastic. Um, beautiful morning here and excited to have you on the podcast. Uh, heard you on a mutual friend of ours, Jake Thompson's Compete Every Day podcast and know some people and it's like, need to have Carly on. So excited to have you. And I guess kind of first question is uh, being a mental performance coach, uh, what kind of led you into this field? Always curious. Yeah, no, um, I think that's a, a fair question. So I, I went to West Virginia University for undergrad, um, and I thought I wanted to do, um, my brother, he owns his own um, gym, so he, he did exercise science. So I kind of, at first was like psychology, then I was like, eh, okay, maybe I want to do exercise science. So I kind of went in undecided, and then at the end of my first year, after taking some chem courses and stuff, I was just like, this is not for me. I don't want to have to go up to organic chem at WVU. It was ex phys. So a lot of like doctors and stuff in there. And I was like, you know what? I know I can do it, but I don't want to do it. Um, so my advisor recommended, um, sports psych at the end of my, uh, freshman year. Um, I honestly feel like God placed me in it. And I said, all right. So I went back sophomore year, hopped into it. And my faculty was just awesome. And I was like, holy cow, I didn't even know this was a thing and I love it. Um, so I had a very like unique, um, unique path because what you'll find is a lot of people in our field, they discover it in undergrad and then they're like, oh, I want to get my master's in it. But I had an undergrad degree in it, which was cool. a huge blessing. Yeah. Um, so I honestly just kind of took a leap of faith, tried it out um, and I loved it. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of how it got me here. Cool. And were you an athlete growing up, I assume? Yes, what, I was. What kind of sports did you I was. Run? So I ran the mile and track, um, and then I cheered, like, competitively and, like, for school and stuff. So doing backflips and, and all that stuff. So yes. I, I struggled with tumbling blocks, and, um, you know, with the mile, I, I would put a lot of pressure on myself. And, you know, so, yes, absolutely. So it, I was able to start applying that stuff to – to my life too. <laughs> it's, it's, it's useful stuff, right? I think sometimes, yeah. uh, also I think, you know, as we get, you know, mental labeled or you, know, you are a mental performance coach and a positive person and things like that, um, the daily expectations of ourselves and from our environments become challenging, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think, like you said, that label. Um, and I think that just goes into, 
you know, I always just say like you're human first. Um, and that was something kind of Jake and I talked about, you know, just remembering like you're human first, whether you're an optimistic person, whether you're somebody that, you know, isn't like we all struggle because we're all human. So yeah, for sure. Most definitely. Um, you could wave a magic wand, I guess. And, uh, every youth and high school coach out there starting today would teach a mental skill during practice. What mental skill would you wish upon all those kids today that their coach teaches them? This is probably one of the best questions I've, I've ever been asked. Because <laughs> you, re- you ready for me to list them, the whole thing? No, but yeah. I, mean, I mean, obviously they're all, but I mean, I think that's a great question. Um, and I would say, the biggest thing, um, and I don't know through your experience, but the biggest thing that I see is confidence. Um, working with a lot of baseball players at the youth level, you know, um, and also into collegiate, same with softball, same with, um, you know, track, same with uh, so many golfing, right? It Confidence is like the biggest thing that I see. So I would definitely say self-confidence. Um, But also I would say like arousal regulation, right? Knowing how to, where your, where your um, levels need to be like for nervousness and stuff, um, I think is such a big thing because when you think about it in life, we have so many high pressure situations and no matter what career path you're going to go down, whether you're going to end up becoming a pilot, right? Whether you're that student, that youth student athlete who, you know, isn't going to continue to play baseball, you know, in the MLB, but goes on to be a pilot or a surgeon or, um, you know, somebody in just a student in med school struggling with performance or test anxiety, right? Like, I think it's such a useful tool that you're going to be able to use in every aspect of life. So I definitely say those two for sure. Love it. Love it. I think Michael Gervais calls that arousal, like finding your five. Yeah. I think I always love that. I think I struggled finding my five as a young athlete um, and managing those things too. So um, we talked about being kind of human and, you know, part of that is doubt. What do you do or what do you teach others uh, when doubt creeps in? Yeah. um, I think self-doubt is something that happens to creep in more than we would wish or like, um, especially with, you know, the world we live in and, and just, the increase in technology and social media, it can be great, but it also can, you know, lead to comparison more. I think the biggest thing is knowing, Hey, you know what? I did this before, or if it's something that so vicarious experiences, looking back at those vicarious experiences and remembering, Hey, you know what? Last time I felt really nervous, but I did it. So I can do it again now. Um, Or if it's something that's brand new and you've never done before, I think looking at, okay, a lot of times we tie fear with, with doubt, right? We might not realize it, but fear. So I think challenging that fear saying, Hey, what, what am I fearful of? Um, what's the worst that can happen? You know, if, if I don't get the result that I want, um, I think is the most helpful way for me and something that I also work with athletes on. Um, because, you know, so often it's a similar situation that we've done in the past, but when we put so much pressure on ourselves or there's so much pressure placed on us from people around us, that's when we start to be like, Oh my gosh, I don't know that I can do it. But it's like, wait, you did that before. So why are you, you know, so that's, that's honestly, I think, and I think 
a good term to use is perspective, right? Just shifting your perspective and being able to, you know, kind of look at the bigger picture, um, but also knowing how you, how you need to feel. Um, One of the things I've heard you speak about too, is I think student athletes, I think coaches fall into this too, is uh, especially in the age of social media is uh, comparison culture. I think Mm -hmm. one thing I always try to leave kids and coaches with, uh, I think in this world is, little less judgment, a little more encouragement. And that doesn't just go for others, but for ourselves. Yeah. I think if it starts there, then we can live it. But can you talk about how, you know, some of the comparison traps can kind of cripple our mindset when it comes to high performance and and reaching our potential? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So I think one of the first things I I think about is I was working with, um, or I work with the collegiate baseball team, um, D2. And one of them, he said to me, he said, you know, I used to try and be just like my teammate so-and-so. He said he would, you know, wake up, he would do this, he would lift, you know, deadlift this. I tried to do everything like him, and he said, guess what? It didn't work. It didn't work for me. And so I think that's the biggest thing is that when we try and compare or we try to be just like someone else is, it doesn't work for us because we're not them. So I think remembering that first um, and Secondly, just being self-aware. When am I comparing myself? Um, what type of environment am I creating for myself that is going to cause me to compare? So who you follow on social media, who you surround yourself with. Um, and kind of like you said with the whole encouragement thing, I think it is key because when you start to, and I think that can go into it like as a coach, if you're a coach, really putting an emphasis on like role clarity, right? Saying like, hey, you're that person on my team, whether it's football, baseball, soccer, that you really do this, right? Then that really helps to encourage those people and, you know, remember that they they have an important role. Um, so I think just knowing, hey, you know what? I only have one life and there's only one me, like, in this world. I need to just be the best version of myself. And it takes time to remind yourself of that. I love how you brought up the role because I think yeah. – creating roles and things on teams that are unique it validates it gives the kid validation of why we need that role and why you're important and why you're the right person for it (laughs) just those simple things can do so much for you know kids that may or may not need it by your you know digestion of the moment but all kids could probably use it Um, yeah for sure i love that you brought up kind of just being able to create roles is such a creative fun way to become inclusive, validate, and do, do great things. Um, one of the other things I loved uh, that you brought up, because I think I've only had a handful of guests that are like, it jazzes them up to talk about some journaling. Um, I, I love to do some gratitude journaling, and then I probably, like the other times I like to do it, probably is one of my other guests called it like when you're in a rut, where it's just kind of when things aren't going well, thought dump, kind of go through. Can you talk about maybe athletes or coaches that are listening that maybe haven't done so much journaling, maybe a few techniques or things they could try um, that you found successful with, with athletes you've worked with? Yeah. So something that I do um, is I've had, I've had some athletes write their, you know, write the date, write a little bit about, you know, post game or, you know, pregame and, or both. And if it's somebody that like, maybe just journaling isn't really their thing. I said, even write a few sentences and write down confidence and 
write it from one to 10. Or if it's, let's say they're dealing with like performance anxiety, or let's say they're dealing with um, stress, whatever word, you know, you can change those out or do all of them, but rating, okay, where, where, where can I numerically rate that today? I think is so powerful because even if it's somebody that doesn't like to sit and write, you know, a ton, like I love to do that. But if it's somebody that doesn't like to do that, at least they're reflecting and at least they're becoming more self-aware. Hey, what, what am I going to rate this today? Or what am I going to rate this after this game or before this game? And why did I rate it? You know, and that's something, the other part of it, as I say, you know, write it. And then like, even if you put a few words or a sentence, why you felt that way. Um, and I found that that has been like really powerful. Um, not all of them end up doing it. <laughs> um, but I do find even on, you know, during a session, when I ask them that, that seems to really be something that stands out. So I kind of have them do that in a journal as well. Can you talk about, I think one of the things that's always just so important as, as coaches and us as student athletes is as coaches to understand the narrative of our, our athletes and then as athletes to understand our personal narrative. Can you talk about how journaling kind of help or open the doors to some of that understanding? Yeah. So I think that one of the biggest things, and I know for myself is you know, when I journal, I personally, and I know you said about gratitude journaling, I've done that before as well. Um, I journal about my day and I try to journal about the highs and lows. So if something great happened that day, um, for instance, if I reached a, you know, I'm big into running and working out. So if I reached a goal or if I didn't reach a goal or, you know, if I, got a new team, you know, and then let's say two days later, something happens. Then two days later, I talk about it and how it didn't end up working out and how I'm feeling. Um, so I think that themes can be such a big thing. So when you look at, if you take a second, you look back at your week or you look back at, you know, Monday through Wednesday, okay, how was I feeling? Um, or, you know, even just if you use the rating scale, like I was saying earlier, yeah. just looking at, okay, well then looking back, all right, well, why Monday through Wednesday did I have, you know, my confidence was any out of 10 and then now it's a five out of 10 or why was it a 10 then a six then a, you know, looking at consistent patterns and whether they're good or bad. Um, so I think consistency is key. So looking at that and knowing, okay, this is something that I've really improved upon, or this is something that I'm still struggling with. So kind of themes, taking away themes from journaling. Yeah. Love it. Great idea. Uh, who are some people, podcast authors, or out there that you enjoy um, learning from in the mental skills space? I always think it's such a wide variety from breathing to sleep, to thinking, to mindset. Um, there's a lot out there. Who are some people that, that you find fascinating to learn from? Yeah. So um, I would say, too, that I feel very blessed to have a lot of great mentors that I do have. Um, and when you said podcast, I instantly thought of Justin Sua. So I connected with Justin um, a few years ago, pre-pandemic, um, and 
I only got to meet him for the first time at the event, um, which I'm like, you know, we've been, we've chatted on the phone so many times and I'm like, heck yeah, I finally get to meet yeah. you. And he's just such a humble, real person. Um, and what I love about Justin is he's, he's very creative. So it's not just the same like cliche stuff, you know, it's, he's very creative and he's very real. Um, you know, also in that, in that group of people that really, that I learned from or look up to are, you know, Lauren Johnson and Hannah Huseman and, um, you know, Brian Miles, that, that group too, um, has been really insightful and people that I've connected with, um, you know, over time. And I think everybody sees them as, you know, especially all of them, they, they all work in baseball or have worked in baseball. And it's like, Oh my gosh, like so cool. But I've gotten to build a relationship with them and just knowing through their personal experiences, right? Like the first time I connected with Hannah, you know, I'm talking to her about where I was at in my life right before COVID. And she's like, you know what? My friend Lauren, you know, kind of went through something similar. Like, here you go. So I, I created, you know, um, relationships with them and I'll even shoot them texts sometimes and be like, hope you're killing it today. Like you've got this, you know? Um, so all of them, I mean, they're definitely like my people, but, um, connecting with people like Jake, um, and connecting with you, I love connecting with a variety of different people. Yeah. Um, and just learning something new, um, every day. And I don't know if you threw books in there. Did you say books? I said authors. So yeah. yeah. Authors. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so I will say, um, I mean, I feel like this is such a staple, but, Atomic Habits is, yeah. is what I'm reading right now. And cool. it's just absolutely amazing. Um, and I follow Adam Grant and I love his mentality. So yeah. I think it's funny, you know, like what, what speaks to you? Um, what really speaks to you? But those are definitely my people that, um, that speak to me regularly on a daily basis. Yeah. Uh, is there, you know, stemming off that, you know, once you learn, is there, a mental skill or something right now that like you're just jazzed like to teach like you can't wait to have an opportunity to work with an athlete and teach them blank yeah oh man I, could, I have several but yeah I I definitely love like I said earlier like arousal regulation um and one of my favorite things to teach it's so simple but it's so powerful is sure. teaching being like all right I'll go into a session and normally intro I'm like all right so who can tell me when they've been in a high pressure situation and they're really nervous and they didn't do well. And then I'm like, you know, who can tell me that, and they were really nervous and they did do well. And then I'll say, okay, what happens when you get nervous, whether it's in blank sport or whether it's you're watching a, you know, scary movie or whatever it is, like what happens? Oh my, my, you know, I feel my heart raise, my palm gets sweaty, whatever. And then I'm like, okay, now what happens when you're excited? And they're like, oh, like my palms get sweaty and, you know, and, and I'm like, and I just, I could just feel myself beaming. Like I light up, I'm like, did the light bulb go off, you know? And, and knowing just the fact that our body physiologically reacts to nervousness and excitement the same exact way. It's just how we appraise it. Um, so that's just something that's so simple, but like the first session, um, it tends to, I always tend to do, you know, an overview of background, kind of ease into um, something. And I feel like arousal regulation, nervousness is something that most all teams and people deal with, right? It's something that's yeah. encountered. Daily, so right. that's a big thing that I, that I love to 
talk about and and discuss with them. Um, and it, it tends to really open up a, a good conversation. Um, and also just the other part too is belly breathing, right? Um, deep breathing and saying, all right, who's breathing from their chest? Who's breathing from their stomach? Um, and that's always a cool combo that I, I love to, I love to teach and talk about. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the questions we love to ask as we wrap up, uh, the podcast is how do you define success? Love this question yeah. a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, it's interesting because once upon a time growing up, um, I looked at success as, you know, okay, how much, how much money you have, or, you know, all the, all the accomplishments and achievements that you have, right? Like I was once this little girl just looking at the world and what I thought. And, you know, I think even, now. Um, and I even actually, I think it was in December. So a few months back, I, I put up a quote, um, or a post about success. And I think for me personally, success to me is making an impact, knowing that I left somebody different than before. Um, and when I get a call from a parent or when I get a text from, um, you know, a collegiate athlete saying like, Oh my gosh, Carly, like I did it today. Or wow. Like, I feel so much better or guess what happened, you know, or a parent says, I really seen a change in my, my son or daughter, you know, to me that's success because I know that I'm helping them. They're doing the work, but I'm just there to guide them. Um, and they're becoming more confident as a person or they're becoming, you know, they're able to handle or manage their emotions even more because that's something that we've worked on. So knowing that they are, becoming an even better person and more self-aware, not just in the moment, but something that's going to guide them 10 years from now. So to me, that's what success means. Um, But I think that success is something that we chase after, but it's really what you make of it. Um, I think it's individualized for, for each and every one. listening if something caught your ear as useful or unique this episode we would love your help spreading the elevate message you can find me on instagram at elevate educate rejuvenate that's with the numeral instead of the ate thank you again and if i can help you with anything please reach out and don't forget go elevate others